This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Reddit likes this thing. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 444, and we thank you for listening to our online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways you can listen to this. You can subscribe on your major podcasting applications. I'm talking about the Apple Podcast app. I'm talking about Google Play. I'm talking about Stitcher Radio. Subscribe. Leave us five stars. We really appreciate that. You know, they say the algorithm. We'll, uh, you know, get us up there, which would be pretty cool for a podcast that's going, uh, you know, eight, eight years. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash out At out on Twitter. YouTube.com slash out 11 on, in, on YouTube.com slash out 11 Wow. Um, it's been a long day. And finally, Instagram at out 11 That's our newest form of social media. You know, we've been holding it off, and it's usually really, really old pictures that Brandon took on his... You know, Kia Sarah phone. But regardless, we have shirts that say that at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. We appreciate all the hard work Brandon does on the social media front. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. Brandon is not with us this evening again, for he is taking a train to Barclays Center to go see the Backstreet Boys. And he didn't just say Backstreet Boys to me. He said he's going to see BSB. So... Uh, Brandon, you deserve it. Clap, 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 clap. We're also here with Dave. Dave, we can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. I, w- I don't know. I wouldn't mind being at that BSB concert, you know? Let's face it. Ev- they do have a lot of catchy songs. I know, but if you're going to go from seeing the Backstreet Boys to in two weeks, we are going to see Slipknot, which is going to be I... awesome. I have such a weird variety of music when it comes to taste. Taste oh, when it comes to music. Yeah, let's reverse those that wording a little bit. But yeah, all over the place. All over the place. But Slipknot's going to rule. Pretty yeah, still. Oh, I, I cannot wait. We're going to have so much fun. But how are you doing? I'm doing... I guess I can. I guess I could say it. I'm doing awesome as always. Oh, gimmick. Gimmick. <laughs> gimmick. Gimmick. Ste- gimmick stealer. But Dave, we saw each other this week. Yeah, yeah, we, did. we had a nice, uh, fun night Friday night. Well, we were in two different places and then came together as one. But do tell us uh, about that night and uh, the rest of the other nights of your week. Well, that night uh, we ended up meeting up with our good old friend Dan, who uh, he, in a just awesomely, he got engaged. Yeah, congrats to Dan. Yeah, congratulations to him and his fiance. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, but we ended up hanging out over at good old Left Coast Grill Kitchen. Then we, Left Coast Kitchen. Oh, kitchen! Yeah, kitchen. you call it, you call it grill all the time. I know. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know um, either. Yeah, but then we ended up going to Patty Power, which I don't, I don't even remember the last time I went there. I, I honestly don't remember the last time I was there. So yeah, so long ago. Oh, and ended up going to Outback too. So I haven't been there in a long time. Oh, I was with there in I think it was February or, or uh-huh. January with Dan. Ah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you guys went there. Yeah, did you? Um, one thing I did not do, I did not dip the bread in any ranch dressing. Oh. Like how we used to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, but outside of that, you know, eating a lot of Filipino food, which is amazing. Oh, 
and watching Filipino movies, which apparently I'm a huge Kath Neal fan. Kath Neal. Yeah, two okay. actors. It's Daniel Padilla and Catherine Bernardo. And there's it's pretty much – they call that uh, a love team. And it's just a, pretty much this duo, and they just stick together for a ton of movies. Okay. And they have a huge fan following. But, yeah, I'm a huge Kath Neal fan apparently. But – how about you? How was your week? Uh, it was musical filled because, you know, Friday before I met up with you, I went to go see our good friend Anthony's uh, CD re- uh, album release show for Frames for Thracian, and they uh, they crushed it. They were great. You know, I brought my camera, took some videos. Hopefully that'll uh, surface up soon, but I know I've been a little backed up on video work. Uh, but I'm, just... sh- I'm sure they nailed it. Oh, no, they were awesome. They were real good. All the bands there were like, they had a really diverse, you know, group of metal group bands, which was uh, awesome. And then Saturday, I saw Hootie and Blowfish, which was really fun. It was a real fun concert. Bare Naked Ladies opened. And uh, our seats were amazing. You know, we had the first row in the 200s, so we had, like, the TV gimmicks right in front of us, which was cool. <laughs> Some guy next to me was watching uh, the Mets game during the uh, during Bare Naked Ladies. Wow, that's a uh, dedication right there. But I don't blame him. I mean, can we talk about like the Mets are doing pretty pretty good right now. Yeah, no, they're going to start sputtering again because they're oh. going to get they're going to get swept tonight by the Braves. They're facing the Braves again next week and now they're getting to a tougher schedule. So it's pretty much like I keep on saying it's kind of like that girlfriend that you used to have where not you, Chris, but in general, like just the girlfriend that you used to or relationship in general that you used to have that went sour one time and then they come back into your life and like you know better. Yeah. You know better than to get your hopes up and trust them, but they're like, "Hey, Look, see, I've changed. Everything is going well. And your friends are like, hey, no, remember what they did last time. Don't do this. Hey, yeah, remember, exa- remember this? Remember this? Yep, it's the exact same thing with the Mets. You know it is going to happen at some point. It's a matter of when, though. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> uh, I was talking to my uh, – actually, I'll skip forward. So then, yeah, so Hootie the Blowfish, really awesome, fun concert. Darius Rucker, man, for 53 years old, still crushing it. That's awesome. Still did crushing it. You- did he play Wagon Wheel and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I have to send you the video. It was like, and first of all, like I stuck out like a sore thumb. I wore a black, I wore my Thracian T-shirt that I got on Friday, and a pair of ripped, you know, ripped jeans. And there's like it's Bro City. There's dudes wearing like white linen shorts and Hawaiian shirts and and polos tucked in, drinking White Claws. By the way, I still can't get over how disgusting that thing was. Still, well, can't I don't, get I don't it. understand why people love it. I know. Oh, Brandon texted me the next day. He goes, my brother said that the lime and the, the uh, unflavored are the two best ones. I'm like, yep, don't care. Still not drinking it. Yeah. Um, but that was that. Sunday, watched uh, SummerSlam. Monday worked. Yesterday, Tuesday was nothing. We- yesterday, I, uh, me and Jordan went down to Philly and uh, mm-hmm. took in the sights and sounds of Philadelphia Phillies games as they were playing the Cubs, and the Cubs got smoked. Like, third inning, like, real bad. They lost 11 to 1. Cole Hamels gave up, I want to say, six runs in the first three innings, but they scored 10 in the first, you know, four innings. So, so happy I have him on my fantasy team. Oh, I know. Like, well, he was a stud last year when he came over from the Cubs. And this year, he's like, has his ups and downs. So it's like, that was a down, but it was just kind of really depressing to go to. Um, yeah. Still did get Tony Lukes, though. Did go to yards and get some uh, Jefferson L's, which is awesome. Uh, came back this morning, had a shoot this afternoon, and now we're all here. 6.34. Uh, We've got an hour and 25 minutes to finish this podcast before Dave has to go do other things. Cause, yeah, you know, teach we're... A, teach a cla- uh, te- help teach a course after this. So yeah. it's going to be a, a real uh, 
jam-packed show. Well, you know what I realized, too? That Brandon does most of the talking. Like, if we just isolated us out of the show, we'd still have, like, an hour and a half show of just Brandon talking. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it's like you try something, yeah, and then, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, so then about this time on this airplane, you know, there wasn't <laughs> a seat on the back? I was like, oh, man, I was listening to the podcast on the way home this morning. <laughs> sitting in traffic on the Verrazano. But regardless, that's to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Let's get on to the jam-packed week that we had in, eh, we could just say the WWE. I mean, this we can talk about AEW and stuff like that next week. But we had a real, real fun week of sports entertainment. And it kicked off Saturday night at the no, at the Scotiabank Arena, don't you know? <laughs> Want to do that? Uh, take over Toronto. Prediction-wise for this... Um, where are the predictions? I won three matches to Dave's two to Dave, uh, Brandon's two. You could technically say that the first match we're going to talk about, which aired last night, isn't a part of the takeover, but I think they said it was going to be on takeover. Maybe they just Mm -hmm. didn't have enough time. Anyway, uh, ACH Jordan Miles defeats Cameron Grimes at the finals of the breakout tournament. Congratulations to Jordan Jordan Miles, he's going to go on to probably what I would think face off against Velveteen Dream. That would be a pretty good match. Oh, yeah. It would be outstanding. Outstanding. But you started the actual show off with the Street Profits uh, defeating the Undisputed Era, which I was very, very surprised about. I, I was surprised at this, too, especially because you had the potential for a sweep. For um, Undisputed Era, and you kind of crush that right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not not happening. Not happening here. Um, solid tag team match. I, especially, I think it's smart to start off with uh, Undisputed Era. I th- I was really expecting that. It was going to come down to like that last match to see if uh, Undisputed Era would actually get the sweep in there. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. Next up, you had Io Shirai defeating uh, Candice LeRae via choking her out. Hard-hitting, awesome women's match, I must say. Um, I do feel like this is now, like, the coming-out party for Candice LeRae. Like, we've seen her on NXT, you know, as Johnny Gargano's wife and doing this, that, and the other thing. But I feel like now this is finally going to kind of excel her into the spotlight of the women's division in NXT. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. And I'm a huge fan of what uh, with Io Shirai. I, I thought that I like her real – I this was my first exposure to her new gimmick and everything. Mm-hmm. And I really dig it. Yeah. No, I uh, I dig it as well. So good. But <laughs> I'll get to it at the end of this one. Uh, next up, Velveteen Dream defeated both Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. It looked like, what was it, Pete Dunne was going to get the win at the end of this, but then Velveteen Dream comes over and gets the quick cover. Was I wrong about that? Um. Yeah. Velveteen Dream kind of uh, stole it. Oh, yeah, he did. He hit the Purple Rainmaker on both the... Uh, Strong and done to retain but the title, but... This match was really, really good. And, by the way, can I say we predicted it? The Mounty music in the beginning? Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I didn't listen listen back to the show, because usually I listen back to the show, like, once or yeah. twice, just to kind of get things that I say and things that I do. But I listened to it back, and I just see Brandon's like, oh, my God, we predicted it. And then I went back, and it's like, imagine <laughs> he comes out as the Mounty. They had the Toronto Raptors dancers, you know. You, you got to play up the whole Toronto Raptors gimmick if you're going to be in Toronto since they just won the NBA Finals. Yeah. And now next year they're probably going to be just a subpar team with the uh, that big loss that they had. Yeah. Uh, but Probably. 
Yeah. Um, you also had uh, Shayna Baszler pick up the victory over Mia Yim. None of us predicted this one, right? Bison. I surprised. Yeah. But still, it was a good match. I know. Yeah, it's it's funny to me now because it's like, where does Sheena Baszler go now? Like, she's beaten everybody, like, clean. I mean, I can't see, I mean, Candice LeRae stepping up to her. I could see that, and I could see that being, you hold that out until the next big takeover, which mm-hmm. is, well, usually, uh, probably we, sur- Survivor no. Series weekend. Yes. Right? No. Yeah, Survivor Series weekend. Which is going to I mean, be, I, uh, I think that that's pretty, that's going to be a decent match, but I would be cool if Ira Shirai was in there too. Yeah, I know. Or do you like bring up somebody out of the woodwork? Like I, I know. And I said this before too, Chelsea Green is somebody that's not injured anymore and she's starting to like kind of work NXT, uh, you know, live, live events. So mm-hmm. could that be someone you bring up to TV? Uh, I, I'll talk about that in a second. Cause I have this, I listened to something this week and I want to bring this concept up to you. Yeah, what's um, up? No, but I'll bring it after the, the main events. Which Adam Cole defeated Johnny Gargano two falls to one to retain the NXT Championship. Uh, your th- it went even. William Regal comes out and essentially it's he said it's going to be a barbed wire steel cage match, but there was ladders and there was chairs and there was all this crazy stuff. So it was a lot of fun. I actually got excited when they started to lower that cage and the crowd was into you it. Heard the da, 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 yeah. Da, da. I mean, you see the barbed wire on top. You're like, okay, like I, I get it. You have barbed wire there, but what are you going to do with it? Keep undisputed era out. Yeah, I yeah. was a huge fan of the match. I when I got off the train uh, Saturday night for Pootie, there was a kid wearing a undisputed era shirt. Nice. Oh yeah. Well, I you know I just talk to anybody and every, I, my wife hates it. I can just talk to every, <laughs> anybody and anybody wherever I am. I got into a, a, a conversation with one of the ushers at Citizens Bank Park last night, and we, we had a good 10-minute conversation while the Cubs were doing batting practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, I look at the kid, I go, I'm like, did you read any spoilers? He goes, I watched the whole thing at my cousin's house. The main event was maybe the best NXT match ever. Wow. Yeah, I know. And yeah, it, they told a great story, and you know, afterwards, William Regal came out and hugged Johnny Gargano. Afterwards, you know, you saw if you saw the backstage pictures of like you know Triple H, you know, looks like giving ready to give Johnny Gargano a big kiss on the lips. <laughs> um, but here's the thing now too. So this week they're saying reports are coming out saying that NXT is once the fall hits, it's going to FS1 and it's going to become a two hour show. Hmm. Do you see them every single week filming at a full sale university? Like a two-hour show every single week, same production value, or do you see them going on the road? Because they've been going I, on the road a little bit more and more. Do you think now this two-hour show on a major network is the catapults, you could say, mm-hmm. into you know NXT not being just the third brand, NXT being a brand? That's tough. I think that they're best off staying where they are um, and staying in full sale. And I don't know if... I wouldn't take it to a two-hour show. Yes. I, I would stick to it to a one-hour show. I get it. You have a lot of talent. You want to showcase a lot of wrestlers, but I would. St- I feel like if you push it to a two-hour show, you're going to run out of ideas very quickly. Yeah. Okay. No. But, I, what's, what's your take? I like it. I think now, but now they have to get. If they're going to have a two-hour show, you can't have. You know, like Johnny Gargano got this big send-off. Like it looked like it was a big send-off at the end of uh, Takeover this week. But you can't have him go to a SmackDown or a Raw because he could be a focal point on that two-hour show. 
know, yeah. the same thing like, you know, we didn't mention it yesterday. Uh, yesterday at NXT, Brazago defeated the Forgotten Sons. I mentioned, yeah. the, I mentioned that on the show last week or the week before. You know, those are two guys that are going to NXT. They're not going down to NXT. Because mm-hmm. now NXT is going to be another brand. It's going to be a brand, not the other brand. Yeah, and that's so, that's that's a nice thing about it too. Yeah, no, it's 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 spectacular. So then, like, you know, you could have some guys from Raw and SmackDown go to NXT and do that. You could have Alexa Bliss go down to NXT, become the women's champion there. She'll be a Grand Slam champion. You know, all stuff like that. But again, another outstanding takeover. Very great. I enjoyed it. These NXT takeovers are great. So. Yeah, now, now I we, can't wait for the next. I know. And now we'll go on to SummerSlam itself. Um, I won predictions, and I won predictions perfectly. because there awesome. was, I know. And that's the first time in a while, because I don't think Brandon uh, knew what the other uh, gimmicks were. So, <laughs> anyway, there was no match between New Day and the OC, so we can't count that. Pre-show-wise, as we said, Drew Gulak defeated Oni Lorcan. Hard-hitting, outstanding wrestling match. Something different from the 205 Live roster. Fan of this. I I agree with you. I thought that that was a great way to open, and I obviously the fans were were into it too. Yeah, absolutely. Don't don't uh, don't skip on 205 Live there, folks. Yeah. Another pre-show match that we did not predict. Buddy Murphy defeated Apollo Cruz via disqualification because Rowan came out. They were having an awesome match. They're having an outstanding match. Rowan comes out, kick Buddy Murphy's face off, you know, after the whole allegations of who hit Roman Reigns. And I like this involvement of Rowan right off the bat. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. Was it was like, I was like, oh, man, this match is going to be great. All of a sudden, Rowan comes out. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Especially, I don't think we've ever seen Buddy Murphy and Apollo Crews wrestle on the main roster. No. So, or maybe they wrestled when Buddy Murphy came out. But regardless, that's three. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Third pre-show match, Alexa Bliss... And Nikki Cross defeat the Iconics. It's they guess they get their rematch clause in. I thought that we were getting rid of the, that clause, though. Oh no, my my Amazon Echo Dot's going off. Oh no! I know. Hold on, did it put anything on? I don't think so. No, it didn't put anything on. Okay, we're good. Anyway, <laughs> I guess I have to ch- botch her name a little bit. Little Miss Bliss had the best tights. Hashtag picture of the week and best ring gear. I've seen yeah. with the Buzz Good Lightyear. Old Toy Story. Yeah. Old, Buzz and then she did the whole gimmick and the thing with the, the light on there. I thought it was great. It was well done. Yeah, and then, tell me you did not mark out for that. Oh, I did. I marked out super hard. And then I marked out also for the Iconics with Billy Kay coming out as uh, Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Which was, uh, which was great, too. Yeah. So you kicked off the main show, Hot, which, was, I mean, this was an interesting choice for a opener, the submission match, where Becky Lynch defeated and defended her Raw Women's Championship against Natalia. So, interesting choice, to, but, you know, Becky Lynch was super hot here. You know, Natalia was, you know, got a nice pop. I was really surprised about this one, but, you know, yeah. I'll take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up, right after this, was Goldberg defeating Dolph Ziggler. Quick match. I know somebody, I forget, I think it was Brandon, said he didn't want a quick match. He wanted, you know, a lengthy drawn out match but he did what he had to do came in spears jackhammers Dolph won the match Dolph Ziggler trashed him came out again Dolph Ziggler trashed him came out again I'm in the same boat I really wanted uh I really wanted that to go differently yeah I mean I enjoyed it It, it, Goldberg did what he had to do I'm a fan of it yeah but I I, I'm like Brandon I, I wanted to actually have a match between the two of them 
Um, especially if this was going to be Goldberg's one of Goldberg's last matches as of the year. Uh, saying the rumors and stuff like that, I, I, it would have been nice. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. One thing I want to go back to on the pre-show was Elias coming out and Seth perform making fun of Toronto as he does, and who cuts him off? None other than Toronto native WWE Hall of Famer Edge and I, and he speared Elias. Going, you know, back from Spears for Goldberg, going to Edge's spear. I marked out so hard. I would yeah. read you the text messages, but they're probably incoherent. <laughs> I stopped. I, I, I was sitting, I think I was texting somebody, then all of a sudden this music came out, and I was just like, and I was thinking oh my. my head. No, but I was thinking in my head right before this. I'm like, he's talking about Toronto. I'm like, I'm like, wonder if Edge comes out. And all of a sudden he came out, and I was just like, I took a deep breath, and I was just like, Oh my god! And then he speared the edge, and I screamed like a little girl. Rachel thought of someone. D- I died, and she's like, "What just happened?" I'm like, "Edge spear, edge, edge." J E W confirmed. He he just did something in the ring. Yeah, like I mean, that's... when was the last time we actually saw him get involved? WrestleMania when he retired against Alberto Del Rio. Wow, that was the last time he had some sort of role. Yeah, in itself. All right, speaking, hopping back up, back to the main card. AJ Styles defeats Ricochet for the United States Championship. I thought that was, you know, should have been done, especially with how hot the uh, the OC has been. Oh, you ha- you had to. There was no way you were gonna have it go in the other direction. The OC is hot. You have to roll with it. Yep. And afterwards, Gals and Anderson hit the magic killer on Ricochet, mm-hmm. kind of cementing them as you know top players on uh, the WWE card. It's hard not to. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Bailey defeats. Ember Moon for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, excuse me, 10-minute match. Uh, you know, not too happy about this one, but whatever. Yeah. I would have rather Ember Moon, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wasn't too glued to the TV for this one. No, neither. I don't remember. I, I think I was doing something at the point. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Owens defeats Shane McMahon. He is not fired. It does not have to quit the WWE, even with the help of Elias. Kevin Owen overcame the odds and defeated Shane McMahon. Yeah, no more. He does not have to quit. <laughs> always always good. <laughs> Next match got more of a billing over both women's matches, and that was Charlotte Flair defeating Trish Stratus by submission. You know, for somebody that retired from the ring, yes, I know she did whatever. She did Evolution last year, but... Trish Stratus, you know, you kind of saw her ring rust a little bit, but I thought she did a really good job. And for the two of them to get a 15-plus minute match on a SummerSlam card, all about it. Sweet. All about it. Yep. Next up, Kofi Kingston defeating Randy Orton, which ended in a double countout. What I have in my notes is that it was by disqualification. Yeah, I I don't understand why it went in that direction. Kofi Kingston absolving for his sins, I guess you could say. I mean, like, you know, that feud they had back in the day where it was super hot. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, next up, my personal favorite part of all of SummerSlam was The Fiend. Bray Wyatt making his in-ring debut, defeating Finn Balor. We did not see the demons, but we saw hands down the best entrance that I have seen in the WWE in a very long time. That was just you, you, that. Now that you were glued to the TV for, I seriously I, was. Like, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but me, I was sitting there. Me and Bobby were sitting there having a drink, and all of a sudden the lights started going off, and we both tractor beam zoned into the TV. 
you couldn't look away. I mean, even the theme song, it was the same theme song, but the take on it was awesome. Yeah, it was Bray Wyatt's old theme, but done by the band Code Orange. And Who did they? They did Aleister Black? They, they performed no, they... Aleister Black's music at okay. TakeOver Brooklyn 3, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I'll get a text message from Brandon later saying that I said it was the wrong TakeOver. <laughs> Regardless, it's for ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Like, what? Like, they nailed this entrance down to the beginning where they played the Firefly Funhouse role and that like film degraded out and then just went all black. He had essences of the old Bray Wyatt with the lantern, but the lantern was Bray, the old Bray Wyatt's head with the eyes stitched shut. Just so cool. It was the fireflies were out in full force. So it's like, and I, I said it on, I, and, like, this picked up so much traction social media-wise. Like, on all, like, the metal websites that I – like, the heavy metal websites I go to, uh-huh. there was articles like, Code Orange does Bray Wyatt's theme. And they go, and it's the best entrance you'll see in a very, very long time. Really? And they showed the video. Here's the crazy thing. That they had the full video of Bray Wyatt's entrance that was taken down off the WWE YouTube channel. I later then found out, Brandon told me, I was like, yeah, I'm like, it stinks at the whole entrance. Apparently, it was taken down for violating YouTube, like, code of conduct or something like that, or it was too violent. violation? Maybe it was too violent from what I'm, allegedly, it was too violent for a PG product like the WWE to put on their YouTube thing. Uh-huh. Because you know, like especially they were like getting tight shots of that he- of that lantern, the the head lantern. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else this week, and I, oh, I was talking to Anthony this week, and I was like, "Do you think you know how like it had like the the dreads and stuff like that? Do you think that were all of Bray Wyatt's old dreads from wh- right before he cut his hair?" That would be pretty sick. Yeah, I think that's. I think shoot, that's what it is. I mean, that's what uh, Corey Taylor did. Oh, with the with the original Slipknot mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was his yeah, well, yeah. That, but now he has his own hair, and his mask is, you know, people say it looks like the side of a milk, uh, a gallon milk jug. By the way, I forgot to get milk on my way home. I have to go do that after the podcast. Yeah, I need some milk, too. Yeah. Grab me some? Yeah, sure. I'll come over to your Thanks. house. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, bro. Yeah, no problem, bro. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, this is – even, like, his nuances in the ring, like, there was that one part where Finn hit the up and over in the turnbuckle, and, <laughs> rather, and Bray hit the turnbuckle, and immediately he just grabs ropes and just flips back. Yeah, like, I really. I thought that was cool, like the snapping of, you know, Finn Balor's neck too. Yeah, he totally like that that neck twist, like like you normally see in like a any action film where they snap the guy's neck. That's the move that he's starting to do. He even did like I like at the start of the match where he just stares down Finn Balor and doesn't really move. He doesn't really circle him. He just stands in the center of the ring, just gradually moving slowly as Finn Balor moves with him and then there was a part where Finn Balor went towards him uh he I think it was a rebound and off the ropes and he instead of like a shoulder block or something it looked like he like just headbutt him or something like that yeah just really awesome stuff I'm so excited to see more coming from Bray Wyatt yeah I know and you now if they protect this character because I don't think you saw him once on going I mean going forward a little bit you saw him once on Raw Smackdown and they did I don't think they even made mention to it I think the only thing they had was those, you know, Firefly Funhouse boxes. I love it. I know, which I th- I think is cool. But then again, it's like maybe they're getting slack. The WWE's getting slack for the character hmm. for being a little bit too violent. 
Maybe, but I I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm actually happy that he didn't appear on Raw or SmackDown too, because it's like we mentioned before. Uh, they went to the as we were heading into it. There was that moment where we were like, okay, he doesn't actually have to appear on Raw or SmackDown because There's... last week was so intense. Yeah, he doesn't need it this week. No. By the way, those Firefly Funhack—they made 500 of them, and this is a smart thing for them to do to like limited releases because you see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Recently, I know that a lot of like a lot of hardcore bands I listen to. They're like, "Oh, we're making this shirt. We're only making a hundred of them, so get them quick." Yeah. So it makes it more of like a special limited item. I bet you I can go to eBay right now, and someone would be selling it for like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my favorite part of SummerSlam right there. And your main events: we have a new WWE Universal Champion, Seth Rollins, defeats Brock Lesnar clean, no low blows this time. I thought this match was spectacular. You know, I'm not a Brock Lesnar fan, but Brock Lesnar worked his butt off in this match. It wasn't like, you know, what you see, like, up oh, German suplex, German suplex. There was there was that plus more to it. Yeah, they I really a told a good story. They did. And it was cool, too, because, like, you know, in the beginning, people weren't really that behind Seth Rollins. Like, they were like, okay, cool, this is kind of cool. Um, and then... What happened after that? Somebody is selling them right now for two hundred and twenty dollars. Wow! Yeah. Oh no, I see three hundred. I see two hundred, two hundred, two hundred, two hundred. Yep. Um, but like people weren't behind Seth Rollins at the beginning of this match much, but then as he like you know he told this great story of you know overcoming the odds and keep giving him you know keep kicking out. He finally hit the he finally slayed the beast for the second time. Everybody at the end of that match, huge pop. Huge pop after that. But let's not forget where we were, though. Toronto? Yeah. Mark crowd? Exactly. Okay. The, like, it seems like the Cana- like ca- Canadian crowd. Yeah, the Canadian crowd. I feel like it's always very uh, bizarro world. Okay. So I feel like if it was over here, Seth Rollins would be getting that uh, positive reaction. While in Canada, it's it's kind of like when they do Raw or SmackDown at Nassau Coliseum or MSG. Like in New York, it's kind of like you don't know who's going to get cheered and who's going to get booed. Yeah, true. All right, I understand, I understand. Well, we'll see uh, going forward where it, goes, where it goes from there. Yeah. So overall, SummerSlam was great. I love the fact that it ended at 10.30. Mm-hmm. It did not go over. Stoked about that. Anything to say, David? No, I I was a fan of the pay-per-view overall. I mean, of course, there was a few moments that were bleh, but... I hey, I love that Bray Wyatt segment. I know, honestly, I think I watched that entrance about like four or five times this week because I was just so pumped about it. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing. Yeah. All right, let's head on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Starting off with the champ himself, Seth Rollins comes out to a nice champ, a uh, nice chant. Says he burned it down, beat Brock Lesnar, the Beast Slayer. Then interrupted by AJ Styles. It looks like AJ Styles is going to be the next foe going for Seth Rollins, which I'm fine with. They you know, put on a great match recently, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they had their first match, but I forgot where it was. Yep, and they set themselves out for a match later that night, which was your main event of the evening. But next up, you had... Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe gets the submission, the, the whatever he does, that thing. The coquina clutch. Yes, sorry. For the win, this all started off with a backstage segment with the Street Profits wearing Blue Jays sweaters. Um, and Sami Zayn gets involved and Samoa Joe gets involved. 
Yeah, it, it was, I was, you know, I was just concerned with what they're doing with Sami Zayn. I really don't know what is going on with him in that character. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, don't know. I know, I know. Uh, next up, they did have an announcement. Yeah, um, huge announcement. King, yeah, King of the Ring is going to be returning for next week on Monday Night Raw. And and apparently it's going to go to Night of Champions. Is it Clash of Champions or Night of Champions? That I don't know. All right. Anyway, it's going to some gimmick champions event pay-per-view where all the titles will be on the line, and they will crown a new King of the Ring. So it starts next week, which I think is cool, especially now you kind of have this downtime between August and September pay-per-views where you know you can put a gimmick like this, keep the keep the ratings going. Yeah, the one thing that I don't I I miss the old King of the Ring format. Where is everything where, the same night? Yeah, I, I, I always like to like that. Because then it was more of a battle full of your endurance, where that last match, this person overcame so much, and they're they still have it in them. Yeah. Uh, while now it's kind of like okay, they're totally refreshed and they're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, given it's it's scripted and stuff like that, but even still, the story I feel like you're taking out a lot of that King of the Ring title with that. Amen. Amen. First match of the night: The Miz defeats Dolph Ziggler. Um. This is supposed to be a match at SummerSlam, but you know Goldberg took the place. Miz gets the skull crushing, uh, figure four. Yeah, yeah, gets figure, figure four, four makes him tap out. There was then reports come out this week that Dolph Ziggler X was released from WWE. Apparently, that was a lie. Yeah, apparently there's a handshake agreement with Vince McMahon, but there's something like Ziggler is just finishing out a few nights. So like oh, I was seeing, apparently Monday Night Raw may have been his last one. Oh, okay. But, but I'm not too sure. But yeah, um, don't forget we had some Ojo versus Sami Zayn before. We spoke about that. Cocaine yeah, plus. no, no, th- this was the second uh, match. Oh, they had, no, but, they... yeah. Um, oh, that's next right. Okay, up, my apologies. Had... Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, next up, you had Becky Lynch in a promo, but yeah, but more so Ricochet interfering. Uh, the Elias concert. Elias is, goes along playing. He's like, okay, this is when someone's going to interrupt me. Nothing. He's like, all right, I'm safe. And then here comes Ricochet. Ends up being a match ricochet, picking up the victory over Elias. Yeah, I mean, solid mid-card match. No uh, complaints there. No, just a filler. Yeah, just a filler. But next up was the big thing that we were looking forward to. Oh, yeah, they announced SummerSlam 2020 is going to Blossom. Too. Mm. So, uh, another smart smart wrestling town. So you're going to get those uh, Mark fans. <laughs> you right? Dave had to pause himself, but we'll go on to the next thing while Dave has a coughing fit. I, Sorry, no, I, kept on, I kept on like struggling to hit the mute during that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Andrade, two out of three falls match, picks up the victory over Rey Mysterio, pinning him two falls to nothing. I I always say it, I love it when a two out of three fall match is two wins, straight back to back. Straight back to back, absolutely. I love it like that. Absolutely, and you know this will hopefully Andrade's a SmackDown guy, so hopefully this will put him uh, more in the limelight once they start getting over the, you know, the King of the Ring and the Clash of Champions stuff like that. So, any predictions for King of the Ring? I don't. I forget who's in it. I don't even know who's in it. I don't know. Let me look it up on WWE.com. Should we do a little uh, prediction hey, ski? Who's going to win it? Yeah, we can do it. I think. I mean, have they, have they already announced the competitors? Yeah, they announced everybody. I'm just trying to find what they did. 35% off tees. I don't want that. Shows. Um, no, I don't want to sign a WWE shop. Don't, don't do this to me. No! So, While you search it up, 
So next they had Stone Cold Steve Austin on Skype, uh, pretty much just talking about Seth Rollins and then also, of course, putting over his new TV show uh, on USA Network. Did you see um, – did you watch it? I saw some of it, and then I was just like, ah, this is just a podcast. I'm okay. That's what it is? <laughs> so I, well, yeah, it's pretty much just like uh, like that Jerry Seinfeld show, Coffee with with uh, Friends or some, with Coffee with Comedians or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's same same exact thing. We're just Stone Cold Steve Boston hanging out with this celebrity for the day and asking them questions about their career and discussing stuff about their career. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. But don't get me wrong. We are huge fans of Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. I just was not in the mood to listen to it. Okay. But I'm sure I would be a fan of it. I think it just also depends on the guest too. It does fine. All right. So here we go. King of the Ring. You got 16 guys. You have The Miz, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro. And from SmackDown Live, you have Kevin Owens, Ali, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Elias, Andrade, Betty Maffey, and Shelton Benjamin. Who out of those 16 guys, Dave, do you think is going to win the King of the Ring? Well, who has been a king already? Sheamus? Oh, Sheamus isn't on here. I saw Cesaro. I'm going to go with King Ricochet. Ooh. I like that. I know. I was looking through here. Um, I'm going to vote for Brandon. I'm just going to say Chad Gable because <laughs> I need to see Chad Gable as my King of the Ring. Um, hmm. It would be cool if Buddy Murphy won. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like this needs to, like, escalate somebody up into, like, top, top and, status. Andrade? Yeah. I'm going to go Andrade. That could be a good one. All right, so we all have different ones. Yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, Ricochet. Ricochet, King Ricochet, cool. I like that. I mean, it's still. I think it's. I'm pretty sure. Sure, it's still his Twitter handle. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of two guys that are gonna be in the King of the Ring, they had one last match to set off this rivalry, going from uh, you know a couple weeks back, where Drew McIntyre picks up the win over Cedric Alexander. Outstanding match. The backflip flip from the Claymore is always a fun spot. I yeah, I'm such a mark for that spot. I'm just a mark for that spot overall where the guy gets hit and then the other person that just got hit does a backflip yeah i I'm, kevin owens does it sometimes too yeah I'm, I'm always like blown away when kevin owens does it because he's not someone that you expect to do a backflip like that for so yeah absolutely i agree no next way up, yeah go ahead. go ahead no next up you had uh robert rude pick up a victory over no way jose so, uh not really much to uh say about this yeah it's a filler match yeah, just, I mean, hometown guy getting over. That's it. Uh, next up, after that, you had a backstage promo with Carly Charlie Caruso, who was with Paul Heyman, and he said that his client does not get a rematch. And that's it. Which, hey, listen, with the new WWE after the brand split and the wild card and all that stuff, no one gets rematches, so. Nah. That uh, stinks. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm good with it. This means that Lesnar's going to step away for a little bit. But I think I it's you cannot really dispute it much. Lesnar was really good as a champion in that in what uh, was coming from it. It was always entertaining and fun. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I don't actually no, I don't agree because I didn't want to see Brock Lesnar on my TV after a while. I want to see the <laughs> title defended. I was just kind of going through the motions of this podcast. 
Yeah. Next yeah. up, the twenty four seven champion. It's pretty much a twenty four seven championship segment because it started off with the Lucha House Party facing the Revival. Then our truth comes out. Everybody starts running, running out. Chaos ensues. Kalisto hits Dawson with the Selena Del Sol, but Wilder pulls him off. The Revival were co twenty four champion champions. Our truth wins it back, and then Elias hits him in the back with a guitar. Now Elias is your twenty four seven champion. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm, I was surprised that Carmella did it. Isn't going for the pin at all. Yeah, she's crazy loyal to our truth for not trying to pin. I know it has to be something soon. Yeah, something soon. Next up, you had an in-ring promo with Becky Lynch and Natalia, both of them, you know, kind of going over. And then the someone's music that we haven't heard in a long time hits, and it's Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks makes her return to Monday Night Raw. She then beats up Becky Lynch. No, no, no Natalia. Team. Natalia. And then, yeah. she, and then she beats up Becky Lynch, too. Like, this entire thing, I was just so... Com- All right, at first I hated it because Natalia's out there cutting a promo about how her arm is injured and she had a dream about where she spoke to her father. And then when she was about to go into this heartfelt story about speaking to Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Sasha Banks' theme song hits. She hits the ring. And then... But the entire time when she hits the ring, Natalia's, like, smiling and welcoming her. And I'm like... Wait, why are you smiling and welcoming her? You were about to tell a full, like, hearted story about your dream, and now she's interrupting you. That's so disrespectful. Not, don't smile for that. But then, thank goodness, when like I really like this turn. Becky, uh, Sasha Banks went to ask for the mic, and when she turned to ask for the mic, she just turned around and caught Natalia. I really was a fan of this, and then she beat the crap out of Becky Lynch with that chair. Like the first two hits. You saw her, like, good. And then she got her, like, on, like, the shoulder part. Yeah. There was a few hits where I'm like, oh, she was not ready for that. <laughs> Do you think now Becky Lynch finally has the competition that she deserves? As, you know, because I feel like since WrestleMania, she hasn't had, like, you know, she had the Lacey Evans promo, then she had this. She was kind of just getting thrown into stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now she really has competition here at Sasha Banks. Yeah. Like, they um, can stretch I'm, out a nice feud over the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm actually very happy to see Sasha Banks back, especially because you always see, saw the rumors like, oh, she's just writing out the rest of her contract and this and that. So, for me, the surprise, it was a, definitely a surprise and uh, a welcoming one as well. So, um, next up, you had Viking Warriors, uh, Viking Warriors, Viking Raiders pick up the victory over uh, Suave and Carter Mason, uh, Sebastian Suave. Um, yeah, squash match. That's what we got to say, squash yep. match. Next up, you had your WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, successfully retaining their titles against the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, this was a match that was rumored to be on the main card and they moved it to Monday Night Raw so uh, it's it's nice to see the women's tag team titles defended yeah I'm I'm actually happy that they were successfully defended as well one person that was missing from this whole match was Paige Uh, Paige announced last week that she had to get another neck surgery so we wish Paige a speedy recovery. Can't wait to see her back on TV. But what do you think this does for the Kabuki Warriors where now that, like, their mouthpiece is out for a legit, you know, injury? I, I don't think that it's going to do much. I mean, the one thing I didn't understand, why Paige is using a filter on her promo. 
it's just very it was very weird to see it was also like me and brandon were talking we're like is she using a snapchat filter for her promo like you don't need to use a filter for that i really i really wish brandon had like a real uh, like a 2019 phone so he Mm -hmm. could just like do live stuff on instagram all the time and just put filters all over his stuff oh he definitely he definitely would i know yeah yeah go ahead sorry keep going no you go no, I, I was just gonna say I don't, go. think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna do all too much about it because I mean I think actions speak louder than words, but and as long as Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors did it again. Yeah, as long as they end up staying relevant and maintain that they are strong and dominant, I think that it's gonna be okay. Yeah, everything's gonna be alright. Yeah. Next up your main event, Seth Rollins wins defeating AJ Styles, but by disqualification, because the OC gets involved. Uh, they go to hit a big boot, um, beating up uh, Seth Rollins. Then you have Ricochet come out. Ricochet gets tossed out of the ring. Um, and then out of nowhere, Braun Strowman comes back to, like, a hero's welcome. I don't know if it was just me, but, like, I feel like he got, like, a super hard pop when he came out. No, he definitely, he was over huge. And I... I couldn't even. I didn't even think about Braun. I was just like, okay, Ricochet, because he hasn't right, been on was, TV in a while. You know, yeah, absence it, makes the heart grow fonder. It didn't even occur to me because I'm like, okay, who's gonna make the save on this? He's about to hit the Styles Clash from the top rope. Who's gonna get involved? And then there was Braun. There it was. Making but, the save. Yeah. Uh, so that was how Raw ended. But now let's talk about some SmackDown. One thing I want to go back to was how sick was that power slam that he gave AJ Styles the first the first one? Oh, that that getting into it was just so cool. I know. I marked out. I was like watching in bed on Monday night because I was like, I got home. I was just like, I just want to drink a beer and go to bed. So I drank a yeah. beer in bed and watched that and almost marked out super hard and woke Rachel up from uh, <laughs> you know that I I love those like especially the the small guy like. Al Generico and Claudio Castagnola used to do that so well on the Indies. Mm-hmm. And then when they came to NXT, they did it. That first match that Sammy had was outstanding. Yeah. So that yeah, so that was Raw. Let's get on the SmackDown opening up with Stone Cold Steve Austin himself. I mean, with Kevin Owens talking <laughs> about how he's been in the WWE for five years. And he's doing all this stuff. And he's been in, legend, in the ring with legends. And now he's, uh... Now he beat the best in the world. Which then leads to... Shane McMahon coming out and saying that since he hit an uh, official at SummerSlam, and that official being Elias as a special enforcer, he is now fined a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, mine. It's it's total Stone Cold Steve Austin Vince McMahon right there. Oh, easily, easily. But it, it's something that we are always going to love. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin Owens tells asks him if he could reconsider, and he just says nope and drops the microphone and leaves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but then it goes backstage and says, you know, Owen has to Owens has to pay more money because for throwing a lamp onto a television. <laughs> so it's still it's PG Stone Cold, but I love Kevin Owens. He's doing a great job with it. You know, again It's a ton of fun. It's tons of fun. First match of the night, you have Charlotte Flair continuing her hot streak, defeating Ember Moon. So I, it's all right. So Amber Moon goes from this championship match the night before to, I mean, don't get me wrong, Flair versus Stratus, okay, but I mean, come on, Amber Moon should have, yeah, could have won. But this is going to be your next, you know, opponent for Bailey is going to be Charlotte Flair. Yeah, yeah. 
So, next up, you had a Daniel Bryan and Rowan promo talking about Buddy Murphy, saying it wasn't them. Buddy Murphy's a liar, and they are going to prove it and walking off. Buddy Murphy. Yeah, it does. Speaking of Buddy Murphy, he was in a match against Roman Reigns, which was the best part of SmackDown. It was a amazing match. I said it last week where I love when a powerhouse uh, wrestler or a larger wrestler takes on that high flyer. Um, this was amazing. But again, I said it to you before the show and I was listening to the Busted Open podcast and they said, that's the only reason I watched this match. I watched very little from SmackDown this week. I had it on the background, but I made sure I sat down and watched this match because they put this match over to the tilt. Mm-hmm. And... It showed up, and this was a lot of people who watch SmackDown and don't watch NXT or 205 Live. This was their introduction to Buddy Murphy, and it made him look like a main event star. That's very true. Yeah, so bravo to this. Buddy Murphy wasn't done after this because later in the night, Daniel Bryan and Rowan accosted him backstage and told him that he was a liar. The tight shot of Daniel Bryan right next to Buddy Murphy's face has been memed to everybody, everything, and I love it. Continuing on with the show, we had Kofi Kingston talking backstage, talking about the night before, saying how he wanted to be in the King of the Ring, uh, but he's not going to be in it, and talking about how the New Day are going to face off against the Revival later at night. Next up, you had a match where Samoa Joe defeated Kevin Owens because he became, again, another special force in the ring and counted a quick three count. So it kind of screws over Kevin Owens. Yeah, you got to expect that that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you you knew with that circumstance going into the match that it wasn't going to be any fair. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it just continues the Shane McMahon feud. Maybe it'll go to hell in a cell. Ooh. Yeah, Could but we've be. seen that before. But we saw that with opposite, where where Shane was the face and Kevin was the heel, and that was yeah, little, yeah that was the start of the Sam the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then, and then, I would help you, but my computer froze. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever, it's all good. Next yeah. up, the revival versus the New Day turned into a six man match as Randy Orton inserted himself into the match. And got the victory with the Revival over the New Day. This then led to a big group attack of this, you could call them the RRKOs, you could say. Or the FTRKOs. I like that one. You like the FTRKOs? Yep, I like that one. Should I trademark it now so WWE can't get it? Yeah, do it. But I like this pairing. I think it's a cool pairing. You got these Weasley heels who could be, you know, they could be the next, the the evolution of, you could say, Legacy. I hope so. I mean, but I, I don't know how much I trust Randy Orton uh, in the ring. Why? Like, Why do you I say mean, that? Well, we know his his tendencies. I mean, I could easily see him one night being with them, and then next week just hitting RKOs on the both of them. Oh, true. Okay, I thought you meant like real life situation. Oh no, no, in real life it would be great. But I feel like his character wise, they've put him into that kind of a role where. You can't really put him with anybody solid for too long because he just ends up turning on them. Yeah, because he's the Viper. He's Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Like, how back in the day, why do you like The Rock? The Rock's the great one. The Rock's the people's champion. Yeah, but what do you... Re- you don't remember this, Dave? 
Nah. Okay, so when we were in like middle school, Dan was the only our friend Dan was the only fan person who liked The Rock. It's during like the Rock Stone Cold Steve Austin days. And Dan's only excuse of why he thought The Rock was the best, he just could go, The Rock's the great one. The Rock's the people's <laughs> champion. I'm like, What do you mean, Dan? I'm like, It's fine. The Rock's the great one. The Rock's the people's champion. And that was his uh, comeback. So Yeah, I but, remember he used to I mean, even his no mercy character was pretty much the rock. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, you still you still play No Mercy, right? No, I haven't played in a long time, but I oh, should. That's what I didn't even talk about this week. Uh, we'll go to Markout stuff. Uh, I'll save that for Markout moment of the week. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, anyway, uh, it doesn't end with a match, though. It doesn't end with this beatdown. It ends with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns having a stare down and Roman Reigns uh, getting kind of bullied by Daniel Bryan. He said he's going to make he's gonna make him apologize. I'm a fan. I like I like this Daniel Bryan thing, especially with Eric Rowan. I uh, well Rowan. I'm a big fan of where this is headed. Yeah, no, I'm I like it. I love it, but it's making Roman Reigns more relatable and making him like not shoved down our throats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's like yeah. put, he's putting on great matches. They're giving him new talent to work with. You know, he, so yeah. So we'll see where it goes from here. The investigation of who tried to hit Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's gonna be someone so it, I'd be thinking I, yeah that's what we said last week yeah, but even so I liked what you said last week too you said it was it could be Harper yeah I I, Brand, I think Brandon came up with that idea and I would totally mark out for that yeah just put I mean, in, just see, I'm sorry no just have a bunch of bearded people that no one likes cause no one likes him I mean yeah, it's pretty much the same thing with Sasha Banks, where you hear, okay, she's writing out the contract, she's done, and this and that. Well, I mean, isn't Harper in that same boat? Yeah, that's what you're what's hearing. This, yeah, what's to say that he doesn't come back? I mean, he's still under contract. Yeah, Good. absolutely. I agree. And that was SmackDown. So that was a great, I have to say, that was a great week in the world of the WWE. I agree with you. I have no complaints. The Fiend was awesome. Um, I like this reestablishing of Braun Strowman as a major heel SmackDown is going sub I mean, you're kind of like a, kind of a weird, like kind of everything, the same storylines and feuds are going on on SmackDown right now. We'll see where King of the wing ring wing King of the wing. <laughs> I'm going to move for chicken wings. Now King of the ring goes Bob Backlund's going to win that one. Yeah. Right. Imagine he just comes out, man. Win- he, he wins the, King of the Wing. King of the Wing. That's it. <laughs> uh, and on that note, let's get to Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. All right, Shameless Plugs. Make sure you go check out Blake Shelton's new song. Well, I guess I don't know if it's really that new, but God's Country. I am a huge fan of that song. I like the sound of it. Very kind of a dark tone to it. But go check it out. Blake Shelton, God's Country. I'm going to keep on with the music because keep on keeping on. Uh, Jason Aldean, Rearview Town, big fan of that song as well, so check that out. And not specifically a song, but Unleash the Archers. Um, go check out Unleash the Archers at Unleash Archers. Uh, me and my sister were driving in the car, and she was blasting them. And, yeah, I was pretty much yelling at the top of my lungs to the music, and it was sick. So, Go check out Unleash the Archers. Hey, Chris, you got a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Yes, I do. I highly spoke it up on the... uh, I'm getting... My boss is putting me over for my drone shots today. Um, 
getting the rub. <laughs> I, I, that's what I said. I, shoot, I said to him, I'm like, hey, thanks for putting me over. He goes, what do you mean putting me over? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but my match this week, this week, Roman Reigns, Buddy Murphy, as I said, only thing I watched from SmackDown, pretty much. Everything was on in the background. Uh, Buddy Murphy, if they don't shoot him up to a mid-card roster, it's someone to feud with Shinsuke Nakamura. Where's Nakamura been? By that by that standard, he wasn't on the pay-per-view. He wasn't on SmackDown. So some changes are coming. I where's like... Rusev? Yeah, where's Rusev? I don't, I don't know. I don't either, but yeah, go ch- if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it again. Um, they were I was listening to Busted Open the podcast forum this week, and there they Dave Lagreca said that it reminded him of a match from 1986 between Ric Flair and Mike Jackson that made Mike Jackson look like a star. So go check both those matches out too. If you find that, tweet us at Mark It Out. Ric Flair versus uh, Mike jo- Mike Jackson from 1986. Anyway, live via. This wave file that he sent me is Brandon, and who is he shouting out? Hi, Billy Mays here. If you're looking to remove a stain, then listen to Brandon's shoutouts. I recently went through the list of my concerts and noticed it was off in two different spots uh, as far as what number it they were. So when I gave Elton John a shout-out for being my 200th concert back in October, it really should have been Fleetwood Mac in March. So I'm giving a shout out to Fleetwood Mac. They're awesome. Go see them if you uh, if you like them, I guess. Uh, and then up next is going to Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, which is his newest show on National Ge- Geographic of all the channels. But it's him going all these places and hunting and cooking and like all like the native dishes of places. So I think it's cool. And then Applebee's half-priced apps are getting the last shout out. They used to be popping back in the day, but I bring them up this week because uh, Table for Three featuring Braun Strowman, Alexa Bliss, and Ember Moon took place at Applebee's of all the places, which is like, could they have found a cheaper place to record? <laughs> but it was, I guess, to promote Applebee's has new burgers or something, but uh, it, was, it was a good episode. Braun Strowman ended up eating all three burgers, uh, so it was fun. And then as far as like markout moments go... Um, it was really cool being at Hootie and the Blowfish with Bare Naked Ladies. Mike Mills from REM came out and performed with Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, but SummerSlam-wise, Alexa Bliss's Buzz Lightyear attire I marked the heck out for. The Fiend's remixed entrance theme I marked out for. And then after the fact, because I couldn't watch it while it was live, WWE Watch Along had uh, Matt Riddle which was awesome to hear him trash Goldberg and stuff. But even more so, uh, him and Shayna Baszler were in there for Becky versus Natalia, And it was pretty cool because they're both submission specialists. So to hear them being like, oh, I would do this to reverse that. I would reverse this, etc. I thought it was really cool. Uh, and plus Natty was trained or trained with uh, Shayna Baszler here and there. So that's another cool factor. But those are my shout-outs. Great shout-outs, Brandon. Always an A for effort. Yeah, right? Life-changing. Yeah, he really knows how to, like, as the show is coming to to the end, he really knows how to bring it up a notch. And that's, wow. Well well said, Brandon. Well said. I'm also going to say, I totally, uh, I guess, let's just get into it. What? It's time for... Our 
All right, say it. Your Mark Out moment of the week. All right. Well, I got two of them. Two of them. Okay, I have a bunch. All right. So the first one, I totally marked out for Triple H calling out PW Insider. Uh, oh, yeah. You went, you went nuts about this on our group chat. Uh, I thought, like, me and Brandon loved it. Uh, it like, Triple H was full-blown laughing at him. Uh, what is it? Mike Johnson? Uh, just totally laughing at him because he's like, oh, you say that you don't want blood and guts and stuff like that. But you're going to have uh, Adam Cole, I think, bleeding on the NXT. And Triple H is like, where did you see blood? If you saw blood, it's unintentional blood. The barbed wire wasn't even involved. You're just really digging to try to find stuff. And you could hear Triple H uh, and everybody in the background like laughing at this guy. And I'm like, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But also, Mark out moment of the week, The Fiend. Oh, Come yep. on. Yeah. I mean, Mark out moment of the week. Absolutely. What about you? Um, I marked out. Well, I marked out for the fiend, which was awesome. Um, uh, I marked out yesterday, sitting so close to the, tug, the Cubs bullpen. I mean, the Cubs uh, dugout, and Nick Castellanos, recently acquired from the Detroit Tigers, gave Jordan uh, a wave. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, he was waving to all the players as they came in, and they were getting spanked. But it was just cool to see Jordan stand up and wave to these guys, and you know him. Mm. Out of all these superstars that are there, this dude just waves back. I was like, that's thoughtful, man. That's um, cool. I marked out for The Fiend. We said that. That was amazing. Um, I also marked out real hard. Uh, I went to the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo oh. on Sunday morning, and they had an original arcade of WWF WrestleFest. Really? Yeah. I didn't get to play on it, though, because it was so packed. And That sucks. Yeah, I know, but it looks so cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, you used to always play that at Fun Zone for me. Yeah, I know. You used to always play that there. I mean, another, uh, what what else, did you see anything else cool there? Um, didn't have that much wrestling stuff. I was kind of looking after wrestling stuff, but mm-hmm. there wasn't that much, like, they had the original Atari, ColecoVision, um, a droid. There was mm-hmm. an actual droid just going around the floors of the uh, Cradle of Aviation Museum, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. There was something Bra- I wanted to mention with Brandon. Um, he wanted to shout it out, but it was a mark out for him. Um, keep talking. Did you, anything you thought I, uh, yeah, yeah, like? yeah. No. Um, I'm, I also marked out for, so all the DLC people, some of the DLC people got announced. Uh, and one of them is going to be the fiend. So, yeah, I saw that. I don't know. I, I don't know, but what that's I, all I, about. Brandon was trying to explain it last week and I didn't see any gameplay stuff. So I don't understand. He said, it looks like yeah. in your house and I forgot in your house and. I don't know. I, I marked I marked out for just Brandon telling me that the fiend's going to be in the game because I just I'm anticipating his entrance. I'm anticipating if they're going to release him because they released like all the figures they release that are coming out in the next couple series. If they mm-hmm. they have to make a fiend elite. Oh, definitely. Like, but you can't take like with the, but the elite stuff. Like, you can take the mask off and stuff like that, or maybe they'll give him like I don't know, like clothes to put over like the fiend outfit. Maybe give like the puppet. Oh, and I marked that because of the pu- they're selling the puppets on yeah. WWE Shop. Uh, Brandon said he marked out for Xavier Woods rocking the Stevie Wonder hotter than July hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was a huge fan of that. He was, and now now he's rocking out to uh, BSB. Yep, absolutely. And on that note, we have ended the show for this week because we'll just let you remind you that Brandon is at Barclay Center singing the Backstreet Boys. And they'll probably tell us all about it next week in full detail. But until then, you can listen to all these past episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, 
Rate, review, and subscribe, please. Markingout.com, Facebook.com slash Markingout, at Markingout on Twitter, at Markingout11 on Instagram, YouTube.com slash Markingout11, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markingout, me on Twitter, Chris Dog, Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, and Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. And until next week, when we don't try to rush through this because we have other things to do because we're <laughs> adults, we wish, we you, wish you the, the... best of luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week.